The Bible Study Podcast, episode 676. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 31. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on the story here of Jacob, and especially the story of Jacob, his two wives, Rachel and Leah, who have some issues, and also his relationship with his father-in-law, Laban. And we have talked about how Laban basically cheats Jacob into marrying his, or tricks him into marrying his older daughter, and so he then he marries the older daughter and the younger daughter, and that causes all sorts of problems between the two girls who may have been the best of friends before, but now they're competing for the love of their husband. And they're having kids as a method of competition, which is always a really good way to do that. But in this episode, they go and seek marital counseling, and they seek family counseling, and they all get together, and they hug, and they have a potluck, and it all ends up happily. No, of course it doesn't. I'm just kidding. It goes more like this. Jacob flees from Laban. Jacob heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob has taken everything our father owned and has gained all this wealth from what belonged to our father. And Jacob noticed that Laban's attitude towards him was not what it had been. Then the Lord said to Jacob, go back to the land of your fathers and to your relatives, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent word to Rachel and Leah to come out to the fields where his flocks were. He said to them, I see that your father's attitude toward me is not what it was before, but the God of my father has been with me. You know that I've worked for your father with all my strength, yet your father has cheated me by changing my wages ten times. However, God has not allowed him to harm me. If he said, the speckled ones will be your wages, then all the flocks gave birth to speckled young. And if he said, the streaked ones will be your wages, then all the flocks bore streaked young. So God has taken away your father's livestock and has given them to me. In breeding season, I once had a dream in which I looked up and saw that the male goats mating with the flock were streaked, speckled, or spotted. The angel of God said to me in a dream, Jacob, I answered, here I am. And he said, look up and see that all the male goats mating with the flock are streaked, speckled, or spotted, for I have seen that all Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you appointed a pillar and where you made a vow to me. Now leave this land at once and go back to your native land. Then Rachel and Leah replied, Do we still have any share in the inheritance of our father's estate? Does he not regard us as foreigners? Not only has he sold us, but he has used up what was paid for us. Surely all the wealth that God took away from our father belongs to us and our children. So do whatever God has told you. Then Jacob put his children and his wives on camels, and he drove all his livestock ahead of him, along with all the goods he had accumulated in Padam Aram, to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. When Laban had gone to shear his sheep, Rachel stole her father's household gods. Moreover, Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean by not telling him he was running away. So he fled with all he had, crossed the Euphrates River, and headed for the hill country of Gilead. Laban pursues Jacob. On the third day, Laban was told that Jacob had fled. Taking his relatives with him, he pursued Jacob for seven days and caught up with him in the hill country of Gilead. Then God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream and said to him, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. 
Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country of Gilead when Laban overtook him, and Laban and his relatives camped there too. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done? You've deceived me, and you've carried off my daughters like captives in war. Why did you run off secretly and deceive me? Why didn't you tell me so I could send you away with joy and singing to the music of timbrels and harps? You didn't even let me kiss my grandchildren and my granddaughters goodbye. You have done a foolish thing. I have the power to harm you, but last night the God of your father said to me, Be careful not to say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Now you have gone off because you longed to return to your father's household. But why did you steal my gods? Jacob answered Laban, I was afraid because I thought you would take your daughters away from me by force. But if you find anyone who has your gods, that person shall not live. In the presence of our relatives, see for yourself whether there is anything of yours here with me, and if so, take it. Now Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the gods. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two female servants, but he found nothing. After he came out of Leah's tent, he entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household gods and put them inside her camel's saddle and was sitting on them. Laban searched through everything in the tent, but found nothing. Rachel said to her father, Don't be angry, my lord, that I cannot stand up in your presence. I am having my period. So he searched, but could not find the household gods. Jacob was angry and took Laban to task. What is my crime? He asked Laban. How have I wronged you that you hunt me down? Now that you have searched through all my goods... What have you found that belongs to your household? Put it here in front of your relatives and mine, and let them judge between the two of us. I've been with you for twenty years now. Your sheep and goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten rams from your flock. I did not bring your animals torn by wild beasts. I bore the loss myself, and you demanded payment from me for whatever was stolen by day or night. This was my situation. The heat consumed me in the daytime, and the cold at night, and sheep fled from my eyes. It was like this for 20 years I was in your household. I worked for you for 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flocks, and you changed my wages 10 times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had not been with me, you surely would have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen my hardship and the toil of my hands, and last night he rebuked you. Laban answered Jacob, The women are my daughters, the children are my children, and the flocks are my flocks. All that you see is mine. Yet what can I do today about these daughters of mine, or about the children they have borne? Come now, let's make a covenant, you and I, and let it serve as a witness between us. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. He said to his relatives, Gather some stones. So they took stones and piled them in a heap, and they ate there by the heap. Laban called it Jegar Shahadutha, and Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, The heap is a witness between you and me today. That is why it is called Galid. It was also called Mizpah, because he said, May the Lord keep watch between you and me when we are away from each other. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you take any wives besides my daughters, even though no one is with us, remember that God is a witness between you and me. Laban also said to Jacob, Here is this heap, and here is this pillar I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness, and this pillar is a witness, that I will not go past this heap to your side 
to harm you, and that you will not go past this heap and pillar to my side to harm me. May the God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob took an oath in the name of the fear of his father, Isaac. He offered a sacrifice there in the hill country and invited his relatives to a meal. After they had eaten, they spent the night there. Early the next morning, Laban kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and blessed them. Then he left and returned home. So this is going to be the end of the relationship between these two uh, between Jacob and Laban, or at least the end of it as documented here in the Bible. This is where they part after 20 years of this fairly constant rivalry between them and this fairly constant uh, cheating, apparently, between them that ends appropriately enough with his daughter stealing the household gods from her father. And they steal away in the night. They take all of the kids and they take all of the flocks that belong to him. And Jacob heads back home again. Now, you may remember that when he gets home, he's got an issue that when he left his father, his brother wanted to kill him for stealing his birthright. And so we'll get back to that story coming up here. But first, we're going to tie up this story of Jacob and Laban. We learned a couple things that we did not know, which is not only did Laban change his wages with the two daughters, and you know they came up with this agreement in terms of who would get the speckled, but apparently he kept changing them. Right? He kept saying, okay, well, you get the spotted sheep, and then they would all have spotted sheep. So he'd say, no, 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 you get the striped sheep, and then all the sheep would have stripes. If he apparently had said, you know, you get all the pink polka-dotted sheep, then all of the sheep would have had pink polka-dotted lambs, not because Jacob was doing anything, as Jacob thought he was in the last chapter, but Jacob understands in this chapter that God has been looking out for him, that God has been making him prosper. But of course, because he has been prospering, because he's been getting the lambs, Jacob has sons, and the sons say, hey, we're losing out to Jacob, that the lambs that should have been ours are Jacob's. And this has become a sore point. And it's become a sore point in the same way that this happens in families today, where how you divide up mom and dad's wealth among the kids can break a family. And certainly at this point, there's division in this family, so much so that Jacob steals away. And he steals away, and his father-in-law goes after him, and we don't know what his father-in-law intended when he went after him, but it seems like it wasn't good. There was enough questionable motives that God intervenes and says, basically, this Jacob is under my protection, as if you hadn't figured that out already. Don't Don't say anything negative or positive to him. You know, basically be very careful with what you say to this Jacob. And so they form this covenant, and they basically declare peace. They put up this tower of stones, um, and the names that they use are words that mean witness, and Mizpah means watchtower. And I don't know if you've ever had one of those Mizpah coins that lovers will give each other, or boyfriend, girlfriend will give each other, where the two halves of the coin come together, and it says, Mizpah, may God watch between me and you when we're apart. And we use that romantically, but that's not what it meant here. What it meant here is that we will have peace. Uh, 
that God will watch between them and prevent them from coming to blows, even though there is animosity. But we do finally end this whole chapter, this 20-year journey of Jacob back up to his mother's family with kisses for the grandkids and hugs for the daughter and with peace between Laban's family and Jacob's family. And with that, we'll deal with that other brother that he left behind as we go on with this story. But in between is going to be a real life-changing moment for Jacob. But you'll have to tune in next week to hear that. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.